We have one of the Matildas stars on the line with us now. Claire Wheeler, welcome to the run home. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, Claire, just tell us the, uh, the Claire Wheeler story. So born in Coffs Harbour, how did you end up at the Matildas? Um, I guess a really condensed uh, a version would be, yeah, I was born in Coffs, um, northern New South Wales, and then uh, went down for a few years on the Central Coast and, and Newcastle, and then went to uni in Sydney. So bit, ah. bit of everywhere, I think. And then, yeah, went overseas, and, and now I find myself in the Matildas. Tell me, uh, growing up in Coffs Harbour, how did you fare when you had to travel a little further south to Port Macquarie and take <laughs> on those juggernauts? <laughs> uh, I mean, I moved out of Coffs when I was quite young, and I didn't start kicking a ball till I was in Newcastle. So, um, didn't yeah, didn't play much of football up in Coffs. Uh, lucky. So, when did you start, <laughs> Claire? When did you when you when did you first start playing football? I started when I was ten, and at that time, I joined like the under twelves um, girls team because that's when it started yep. at Amstown Rosebuds at that time. So. I was in the same team for like three years, um, so that's just how, that's just crazy to think of that that's already changed in my time playing football. Yeah, and was there any other sports growing up? Like I'm growing up in Coffs, and then New Newey, were you in the water at all? Were you surfing or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, no, I did surf life saving. Yeah. I also tried karate. Um, <laughs> uh, I also did hockey, um, but nothing really stuck. Uh, my parents are really apprehensive to, you know, buy me all the gear for football because they think I would have just changed my mind by the next season. But it was the one thing that I actually stuck with. So this was the Olympics qualifiers. We're, we're less than a year away now, Fletch. Mm-hmm. I think it's about 250 days, give or take. Uh, Paris, obviously the goal, Claire. Are you excited about the prospect of going to an Olympic Games? Yeah, it's crazy when you say it like that. Like it's so close um, over the horizon because obviously we just had the World Cup, but it's, you know, exciting to look forward to. And for me, it would be obviously my first Olympics and something that would be really special to be a part of. So, Claire, what are the rules? Uh, is it there's, there's still you've got to be under 23 or you can have a certain amount of players over the age of 23? What is the criteria? Yeah, so unlike um, the men, the women's is open, so there's no age restrictions. But unlike the World Cup, it's not 23 players, it's 18, and two of those are goalkeepers. Ah, So the World Cup, you're obviously staying in individual hotels and all that sort of jazz. The Olympic Games, one village, one big big party. I can give you a little bit of background (laughs) knowledge. Is there anything specific that you're looking forward to about the Olympic Games? Um, yeah, I think it's just obviously it's a whole different kind of tournament than the the World Cup. It's about celebrating um, all the sports and just being, I know, there for each other as a nation. I think um, obviously with Japan and COVID restrictions, I think obviously that didn't get to happen in full flight. But hopefully with the Paris um, Olympics coming up, you know, we can all watch and get behind each other while we're over there. And it's, yeah, just going to be an exciting prospect. So they've got a new rule for this Olympic Games enforced by the Australian Olympic Committee that they're sending athletes home the day after they finish competing. They need talk amongst the team um, about staying over there, maybe getting a hotel and Airbnb together so you can enjoy the partying and the fun part um, after the competition's finished. I mean, that is probably a smart idea, but um, at, that, at this time, our full focus is making sure we make it to the Olympics and getting the job done. Great answer, Claire. That's why uh, the missile ran second. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Claire, you got a mention by the coach last night in the, in the presser, uh, Tony Gustafsson. Tell us a little bit about him because um, I know you girls were, were fantastic 
um, in the World Cup and obviously last night, but he's got to take a lot of credit. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, you know, in the two tournaments he's taken us to, you know, we've had our best finishes in the Olympics and the World Cup. So um, he's definitely brought um, his own, you know, his coaching style to this team and taking us to that next level. And, um, you know, that's still the focus for this Olympics. We want to do one better and achieve more. And, you know, that's our drive. And he's had a large part in that. What, what's he like, though, as a coach? What's his coaching philosophy? Has he got a blow up in him? He seems quite animated on the sideline when he does those weird signals, you know, when he's wants you to change positions and stuff. Is he, is he, um, is he fun to be around? Yeah, no, he's just, um, like, like everyone, I think, you know, he's just passionate and, um, you know, that obviously comes across a certain way, um, you know, for you guys who are, you are watching, but he's just passionate. And if you can summarize our team in one word, I would say it's, it's passion, um, you know, on and off the field. So, uh, he definitely brings that energy. The World Cup was obviously huge for exposure. The the crowds, the TV audience, there was records galore. Do you feel like the momentum from that World Cup has carried over now to um, these matches over in Perth? Obviously, you had I think it was about nineteen thousand there last night on a on a school night at seven pm. Um, do you think that that momentum's maintained since the World Cup? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, obviously we're selling out crowds now, even from the World Cup um, in these qualifiers, the sellouts. And I think that's really positive to see that it wasn't just a one-off. And we're also breaking records in terms of Channel 10 um, viewership as well in these qualifiers. So I think it's promising to see that, you know, the momentum's uh, continuing on and, you know, we're seeing that and also registrations as well. So it's good for the sport and good for the, yeah, the Matildas. So, Claire, we're playing the uh, Philippines on Sunday. If we get the cash there, um, obviously one step closer, what what are we looking at? How many more games do we need to win or draw to qualify? Yeah, so we, we play uh, the Philippines uh, on Sunday and then we also have Chinese Taipei. And Hopefully if we win both of those, we top our group. And then um, in an earlier uh, camp next year, we'll play our one of the other nations who top their respective groups. So that could either, you know, be Japan, could be China, could be South Korea. We don't really know yet who it will be. Um, and then we'll play them off for the final spot. Right. And only two um, Asian teams make it for the Olympics. Oh, okay. And how many – so how many teams would qualify? Is it 32? Like. Uh, uh, I, I'm not sure on like the total number. It's it's much less than oh, the, okay. the World Cup. Yep. Um, so that's why yeah, only two from from Asia get to go through. Beautiful. Well, good luck against uh, the Philippines this weekend. Uh, we'll all be watching. We're tuning in. It's a little bit late over here for us on the East yeah. Coast, but we're staying awake for it. 7 p.m. kickoff your time, 10 p.m. our time. But we're staying up late and watching with anticipation, Claire. Oh, thank you. Thanks.